0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the We Wish You Would podcast. I'm Albie, and
1: I am Mika. Hi.
0: All right. So today we're going to be talking about how we're dealing with racial injustice right now, how we're coping, how we're feeling. But first, let's get into some some fun stuff before we dive into the heavy stuff. So first, we're gonna do our movie quotes. So. This week, I selected a movie quote to test Mika, and we're going to see if she can figure out what movie this is from. She should know, but we're going to see. All right. Are you ready, Mika? Yup, yeah, Y'all, yeah, I'm ready.
1: I'm ready.
0: All right. Let me do my best. Let me see. I got to get my, on. Um, all right. This is a very easy one to start off with, too, so just so you know. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis.
1: (laughs) The temptation. All right. Matter of fact, it's going to be David Ruffin and a temptation.
0: (laughs) All right. So on the Uh, next part, Mika's going to
1: So I'm going to be doing the song today, guys. Um... I already got my lyrics pulled up because they all I'll be I'll be always be hollering. I don't know the the lyrics and stuff. You so. don't never do, but they don't look now. <laughs> go <laughs> on, go on,
0: go on, girl. Okay,
1: um, I'm we gonna test my finger skills out too. Um, mother, mother, there's too many of you crying.
0: Brother, brother, brother. So we got <laughs> "What's Going On" by Marvin Gaye, but I guess we'll just uh, go ahead and move on into the quote of the day. This is my quote, or it's actually actually an African proverb. So it says, "If you are building a house and a nail breaks, do you stop building or do you change the nail?" So. What does that mean for you? Like, how do you, how do you interpret that?
1: For me, it just means like, so I ha- when I think of a house and you're building it, I feel like something doesn't know. I feel like you have a strong foundation, but this one thing is broken. So just because this one thing is broken, doesn't mean that you have to start the whole house over. You just gotta change change maybe your direction or the way that you're looking at things. Cool. Yeah, that's
0: exactly why I selected it. Um, there's a lot of issues going on right now. A lot of racial tension. There's been injustice for how many ever hundreds of years, but
1: things. <laughs> it's the dawn of time, guys. It's the dawn of time.
0: Yeah, things are things are rough right now. I mean, there things are always rough, but I feel like. They're really at the forefront right now. So more people are seeing how rough it really is.
1: Exactly. And, then also, and, yeah. and I also think that with all this stuff going on, you know, more people are going to bring out more injustices that happened in the past too. And right. like, we're dealing with that. And we're also dealing with like this coronavirus. So everybody's right, um, having to like stay in. So you can't even go to like your your people that you go to for comfort and Just stuff like that. It's so it's it's a whole lot, just all into one time, right? And so I can personally
0: say for myself, I've been having, I've been on social media like nonstop. So I'm trying to have to figure out a balance between informing myself, informing others, because I do a
1: lot of that too. Uh, I think that's kind of like a start of the same for me. So for me, um. I'm really, I, I've actually been on social media less, which is kind of the, <laughs> it's weird because it's the opposite. But um, for me, I, I'm a person that I, like my feelings really come to the forefront really easily. So like not saying that I can't control my feelings because I do, but I'm a very empathetic person. So like when I see stuff in the videos that are going on and reading like these, you know, reading the stories about what happened, it it makes me sad. and. Like, it takes a toll on me. So, um, and then I'll find myself looking for more, you know, more content like that and things like that. And it just kind of takes me to a darker, darker tone of like myself and my mood and everything. So for me, I've been kind of distancing myself. I'm still there and present in social media. Um, I tend, yeah, like I tend to kind of like steer away and doing all that stuff. I've been trying to focus on schoolwork, so that's been a good distraction, just a little bit. Um, and
0: see, that's between, what I'm trying to the fi- find the balance because what I don't want to do is not be, you already know how I am. I've been you know. about, <laughs> I've yeah. been about this, you know, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this.
1: Exactly, I'm, and I mean, and even though like, I might be, I might seem like I'm like the goofy and the loud one Is yeah and all this this girl right here she's she's like that quiet one so like you know it's the quiet ones you got to watch
0: because i like i'm super empathetic i can i'll tell you right now this is why i don't watch the videos i i don't watch them anymore i have not seen any of the most recent videos of you know uh, you know like George Floyd I did not watch that because I already know what kind of mental state that would put me in oh, and man. sometimes it takes a lot to try and pull yourself out of that place and what and I've been see, doing and I have I've watched been, those go ahead see it. I've just been reading books you know I'm reading right now uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome this is stuff that I've that I've always had and I've always been informed because not because somebody taught me this stuff um, directly because you know we don't learn this stuff in school they don't teach us these kind of things so I've always just been naturally curious about um, black culture where we come from um, how do we end up here and you know just trying to do my best to educate myself on my history. And yeah, I just had to do that kind of stuff on my own.
1: It's just kind of, but it's at the that same time, It is, but I think that we get so accustomed to not, like if you're not consciously thinking about it, you get so accustomed to not th- like, to it being okay. Like I, coming back to think about it, now that you're saying that, I think the last time I actually remember talking about like black history besides like, you know, slavery, and slavery was bad, and, you know, and Martin Luther King, Jr., and Rosa (laughs) Parks. I think my last time, I actually remember, like, having to do a, something that has to do, so, like, a skit, or a book report, or something like that, I was in fourth grade, and my fourth grade teacher was Black. Like, I think that's my thing. Oh, wow.
0: I've had one Black teacher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, she's the most one I remember I think I might have had one more maybe but yeah so that I was just saying like I knew more about um like we were saying we, we learned more about the holocaust and other things that happen in other countries you know rather right. than what happens right here right
0: and also I want to add my college <laughs> they had for black history month what they had was a You know those little science science fair poster boards? (laughs) They had one of those, uh, and they had a laptop playing a slideshow. Um, (laughs) And I was really just outraged. But, and also, that's not even the only thing. During Black History Month, they had, you know how they have, like, cultural days and stuff where they have food in the dining hall? Mm -hmm. Well, this particular day, they were doing some kind of Black History Month dining situation and so on the menu they said they were having a soul food day (laughs) it gets worse I promise hold on they had some Lego my ego waffle and some chicken tenders I kid you not (laughs) some chicken tenders
1: (laughs) I mean But you got to look at where you went to school, too. (laughs) Yes, but you also
0: have to look at who they had in the cafeteria serving the food was Black people.
1: Oh, well, that... So somebody
0: should have been like... "Um, uh
1: Uh-uh. Yeah, some... You know, you would think
0: somebody would have been like, hey, this is not soul food. And also, I just, I don't know. The whole situation just was wrong. (laughs) I had a roommate tell me that... uh, She used to call me... Now this is a school that is predominantly white. Um, I told you I was probably like one of only ten black people at this school.
1: This is your second school?
0: Yes. Okay. Don't ask me why I was at this school. Just know that it was the best place for me to be financially. Um, but I she used to call me like hood rat. And I and I'm just like, what like why would you say say that? I don't even know who she learned that from, or I don't know, but I can tell that the people that I was around didn't have um didn't really have a clue about black people i I was probably one of the few black people that they've ever interacted with, so mm-hmm. I was trying to teach them like you don't say this stuff, and so i then i'm I come off as aggressive. I mean, it was little stuff like that, and then one time she told me if Donald Trump bring uh, brought back slavery, then her family would buy mine. What the? And um, I mean, stuff like that. I had I had some experiences there, and and I've had some experiences where I live now, my home state, Texas. So how has um what's been going on? in relation to the racial injustice that has been going on? How has it, I know you spoke on, you know, you going to a dark place, but how has it impacted you emotionally or mentally? Like what thoughts are you having?
1: Um, I think it's emotional. like emotionally, I'm like angry and I'm sad and I'm confused like a lot. <laughs> and like I said, it's, it's not just this one thing, it's because it's something that, I mean, we, we're already, like, we're already putting isolation in general before, like, all this stuff came out, like, bef- like, right now. So, we're already putting isolation with this corona stuff. So, you're, I'm already stuck a, by myself a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> but. Yeah, I feel you. Well, um, yeah, we all feel you. <laughs> yeah, like, and for me, like we mentioned before, I'm a person that I like to be around people, like, my loved ones and stuff a little bit more. So, that in general was already affecting me a little bit. But I think with seeing this now, like actually being able to understand what's going on, you know, I think that like that's why that's what makes me so angry and sad is because it's like the same thing that we're going through now is the same thing that we were reading about in our books that they considered history. And so, for me, history means in the past, you know, but it's literally still, it's very much our, our present and it's going to be our future and it just makes it just makes it like i'm always aware of of like racial injustices and things like that like you know i know i always have to portray myself a certain way but now it's just kind of back to the point of it's not even portraying yourself a certain way or acknowledging the big extremes things of this it's just like you see people that are blatantly outright trying to hurt others and i'm like I'm like, I literally walk just like you. I talk like you, you know, I will just sit down and joke around and, you know, so joke around with you no matter what you look like. And then for me to be a target just because of the color of my skin or um or like, you know, or my family. So I'm very much, I very much have a black family. <laughs> and so I yeah. think that it's just like, now I feel like I'm always on guard a lot more than I realized I was before. I'm a very emotional person.
0: I think anybody that knows me can tell you that. Um, I've been I've been crying, I've been yelling, <laughs> I've been I've, I've just been I've been as Mika said, I've been confused. But also I've been having moments of realization like this is what it is for right now. We just gotta keep pushing. It's crazy. <laughs> but so in order to cope, I've been really i relying heavily on um the Lord <laughs> because um I mean that's just the number one thing. So yep. being able to pray, taking a, a breath, remembering how to breathe, because sometimes that, that can send me into a panic attack here. Also, I've been doing a lot of stuff that I like to do. I'm I like to I like to write, I like to draw. Paint, color. I've been painting, drawing, coloring, um, playing music. I just like to be creative as an outlet to what's going on. Um, What else? I've been reading a lot. Yeah, those are some of the things. Oh, and working out. That's that's my biggest like positive coping skills you got. Listen, I I I shared the negative ones too. No, screaming is negative. I scream into a pillow. Like, but uh, I don't. What did you mention that was negative? I don't really. I mean, not really negative. I haven't been, I, I'm not a binge eater or anything. One thing I do say, like, I have the very opposite problem, actually. When I'm stressed or when I'm not emotionally stable mm-hmm. or there, I don't have an appetite, so I don't eat. So I can not say that that's one thing that I've been struggling with, to, though. Like, <laughs>
1: Before yeah, this time... corona, before this Corona stuff would come, like I would ask, we would go out and be like, "Hey, what do you want to eat? I don't know. You know, I really haven't eaten today, and it's like seven thirty that night. I'm like, well, what did you eat yesterday? Um, I ate a banana. What? Okay, <laughs>
0: stop. <laughs> She's being dramatic. No, y'all.
1: I'm not. No, I I like the fact that, but I think the fact that like you were a um a psychology major. And then your mom is very big in that stuff too. You learn to to pinpoint what your triggers are, and Mm -hmm. like what your um, coping, what your negative copings are. So like I will say this: like you're very disciplined. So like so I think that over time you have also like learned to rechannel a lot of that stuff. So honestly, I think a lot of your your negative coping has turned into exercise. Because I'll call. Keep, like keep um, exercising. You were exercising like three times a day at one point when you were uh, away at school. I was it two, two and a half, whatever. It was a lot, y'all. It was um, just two times a day. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> See, that was because
0: I was having to deal with all of the negatives. Exactly. And
1: so that's the thing. So like you literally like, you know, you were able to put that into something. Um But that can become a problem though.
0: Too much of anything is not good for you. So yeah,
1: just putting I that think- out there. Cause- I sleep a lot more. Like, I love my sleep anyway, but I think that I literally sleep. Because if I'm asleep, if I'm asleep, I don't have to, like, deal with it.
0: We had three questions that we asked, and we had some listeners respond. So I'm going to start with the first response. We have a listener from Texas, and she says, I have, a, I have a wide range of thoughts and emotions regarding the many injustices that have plagued black Americans. It's difficult to come to terms with the fact that I was born and raised in a country that was built on a foundation of hate and white supremacy. It's extremely hard for me to love a country that seemingly doesn't love me back. I want to be optimistic about change, but the greatest predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And as all as we all know, America's past is a hot, ugly mess. Trying to process the current tension in our nation has caused me to reflect on some of my own unpleasant experiences as a person of color in this country. I remember how humiliating it was for me as an eighth grader when my honors English teacher decided to embarrass me in front of the entire class. She asked me questions about where my parents worked, where my parents married, did I live in a house or an apartment, and then proceeded to tell me how the other students had a two-parent home and that their parents had gone to college and had great paying jobs. She indirectly told me that students like me didn't belong in honors classes. I was one of three Black students in the entire class, so I knew exactly what she meant. It was definitely one of the worst experiences I've ever had. And it was then that I decided that I wanted to be in regular classes with other students who looked like me. She goes on to say, I've been on an emotional roller coaster since hearing and reading about the death of George Floyd. I can't bring myself to watch a video because it'll only hurt worse. Honestly, I've never been so emotionally unstable, and I feel like I've been violated in the worst way. At times, I'm beyond angry because of all the trauma Black, Blacks have had to endure just for being Black. It's unfathomable how people can be so cruel and hateful. I've felt immense pain thinking about all the Black lives that have been lost. Martin Luther King Jr., Emmett Till, Trayvon Martin. Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, just to name a few. Sometimes I feel like taking matters into my own hands and seeking revenge, but that wouldn't solve the problem. However, I will seek revenge in the form of speaking out against injustice, voting, educating myself and others, and by being the change I want to see in the world. I've been coping by relying heavily on my faith in God and reading his word. I've also found comfort in deepening my understanding of the historical events that have led up to these unprecedented times. I've learned so much about Black history and all of the contributions we've made to this nation and to the world. Knowing how resilient and strong we are enables me to remain hopeful and to keep fighting for justice. Being able to openly share my feelings with my family and knowing that I'm not alone in the fight for justice has also helped me tremendously. All right, so that was our first response. Our next listener is from Maryland, and she says, I've at times felt disheartened. And sad that as a Black person, I'm not viewed as good enough in some people's minds, no matter what I've accomplished in this life. I feel sad that people's hearts are that cold and callous not to have compassion for all human beings, because at the end of the day, we all bleed red blood. I feel proud that people are standing in solidarity for change. I've shed tears and prayed. I've asked God, why has the color of my skin been the judgment of my character? Why is it viewed as a curse by people all around the world? I've traveled to a lot of places and seen how I've been looked at. It's not only here in my country, but globally. I'm an educated Black woman with four degrees, served my country, have a great job, excellent credit, own a house, and I'm an upstanding member of society, and I'm still looked at as inferior. I continue to pray and embrace and love the skin I'm in, regardless of how others look at me. I know who I am and whose I am. God is my father, and he loves me unconditionally. I rest in knowing that, and it gives me peace. All right. I think they both make some valid points. I mean, yeah, I think we've shared the same kind of emotions,
1: frustration, Mm
0: -hmm. sadness, but also I think at least one of our coping mechanisms is the same. You know, we turn
1: to God. That's, I mean, is that what you do? Yeah, I do. I've been reading the okay. Bible a lot more and praying. Yeah. I will say this. I feel like my personal, like my personal relationship has grown.
0: That brings us to our next segment, our closing, our We Wish You Would moment. We wish you would continue to use your voice. Find positive coping mechanisms. Find someone to uplift. Follow us on IG at we wish you would underscore podcast or email us at we wish you would pod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, go ahead and send those via DM or email. Bye, guys.